I've always felt that the salaries that the clubs pay players are crazy and unrealistic. The word we have tried to use so many times. We have tried not to use so many times, but we have to use. Again, shame on you. This is Sports 360. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports 360 Podcast. show drops every Thursday on all your audio listening platforms. We would like to thank you for joining us. We're getting close to the end of the year. Interesting stuff happening across the world of sports. So. Today, we have an all-football lineup. But I can assure you, the next 50, 60 minutes will be worth your while. I'm Dijomo Toimbo, Yemi Adesoya, and Bodioguchi, my co-presenters, are right here. And in case you missed last week's show, yes, Bodioguchi is back with us <laughs> physically, in flesh. All right, guys, um, we're going to start with um, something that is a bit unsavory. And from an African football perspective, and um, it's becoming worrisome what is going on. Um, recently, CAF held his uh, general, I think, annual general congress or annual general meeting, whatever, whatever, they, call it's it, called. whatever they call it. And at that event, they came up with some far reaching decisions. We're going to focus on two of them. And the reason I focus on two of them is because I saw a video of the voting process for those two. The first one was the voting for the Biennial World Cup. And the second one was voting for the CAF Super League. One of the worrisome things I saw in that event was the fact that uh, Infantino was there as the FIFA president. I think, I think, um, um, Asenvenga was also there. Uh, and I'm not sure about Asenvenga, but Infantino was there. And he spoke and all of that. And when they were going to do the voting for the Biennial World Cup, Mosepe was sitting in front of everybody and he had all the 54 delegates. They had green and red cards with them and he told them, Biennial World Cup and everybody raised the green card to support it. And same thing for the uh, Super League. The impression I got was, in fact, it was there like, a lord and master hovering over everybody, watching who will go against this. And I felt it was worrisome because all these guys have voted for these two things, which we agree here does not favor African football. But they are not even going back to their constituencies to explain why those decisions were taken. They're not telling us what they've been promised. They're not telling us what benefits are coming to Africa because every other region has more or less rejected the Biennial World Cup. And the Super League that Infantino and the rest fought in Europe, they are bringing it to Africa. And the ridiculous thing about the Super League body is that I think it's supposed to be 20 teams. Nine of those teams are going to come from three African countries. I think South Africa, Egypt, and Morocco, if I'm not mistaken. And the rest, 51 countries will scramble for the 11 positions. Although they say it's about pedigree and all of that. And, and all of that. I honestly don't know how that works. So, first question to you, buddy, is really, what is Infantino doing at the CAF Congress? What's his role? What's his position? Would he go for a UEFA Congress or a CONCACAF for Commonwealth Conference like that? Would he be there giving a speech and, you know, so I honestly don't know what you make of it, or maybe I'm overreacting. 
Well, the G, uh, first off, I think um, as as FIFA president, Infantino have he has some rights to be at the Congress. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the only thing about Infantino and Africa is that Infantino has been present at so many African congresses that he's looking like a tenant mm. or the landlord, whichever. I, I know I've read of of FIFA president attending con- congresses of congresses of um of of uh, of 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 of, of uh, of other 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 confederations, but for me, it is that Infantino has come to Africa regularly. He shows up in Nigeria for almost every uh, um, in Nigeria for football federation event. Other himself for somebody from from his office. Mm. That it is clear that he has some other interests apart from, and we all know that he's influenced in getting exactly, Mosepe. Exactly, Mosepe, and, and that he knows elected. that um, uh, our, our NNF president um, Amadou Pini has mm-hmm. some influence in some parts of Africa. So it's clear that Martino is courting, uh, is courting both Nigeria and is courting Africa. The, the, the other thing they do is that, you know, our people say when a person is sleeping, I try to wake him up. Mm-hmm. There's, there is a Yoruba saying, but I'm translating. It's easier to wake a person that is sleeping than to, to it's easier it, than it is to wake someone that is pretending. Okay. Even when, when someone is pretending that, that is sleeping, you have to really try hard because you'll be just saying, what is it? But when a person is sleeping genuinely, you'll probably wake easier because there's no pretense. I think the same thing with, with, with that voting. I don't think there is any, any voting anywhere in the world where it is unanimous unless there's a pre-agreement. Yeah. Especially given the weight of uh, of arguments against it and, and giving impacts. and yeah and, and the impact it will have. Other like like you mentioned, other regions have spoken against it. Footballers, are, footballers across all the across all regions have spoken have, have spoken against it. Fans have spoken against it. The media have spoken against it against it. It could be that these guys are not listening to what is being said. So for everybody on that table to raise a green card means that there's a pre-agreement. Mm. And that is what is bad, what I think is bad for, for, Africa, for African football. Because I, I don't see any other region, even if there's going to be a split, I don't think we'll see anything that, that will be unanimous. Because it's, it's, it, look, if, even if you put two people in a room, two people, and, and put this question to them, I don't think the two of them will agree. So for 54 mm. to agree, it means there's something wrong with CAF, there's some, something wrong with our processes, and there's something wrong with the people that are leading football in Africa. And as for Infantino, I think I think Fantino feels that hey, let me put Africa, Africa in, my, in my pocket first mm. because I suspect that in the coming months and years we are, going to, we are going to see him going from region to region, trying to get the members to agree with what he's saying. I know that Europe is lost because those of us are clear on where they stand. Yeah. For Asia, South America, of course, because there is a, there is a, there is a kind of affinity between them and Africa in certain areas. You might see some dissenting voices, but I feel. We are going to see Fantino go from region to region because he wants to push this agenda. I think at last it will be defeated, but it, it, it's not, it, it's both bad for Africa that we have leaders in our, in our football who are not thinking of their constituency. They are following a leader who has a vision and he wants to ram down our throats. And you know, I would have thought, Yemi, that the allegiance of um, African football leaders would be to their countries. Exactly. And not to a central controlling body. True. So, in which, in that case, I mean, we, we have tried here to analyze it. We have tried to play devil's advocate to say, okay, maybe there's something in this two year biennial World Cup that we are not seeing, but we've tried so hard and we can't see it. 
what I see from where I'm sitting is the fact that it's going to have a negative impact on AFCON. And I don't even know where you will fit AFCON into the calendar. I don't know how you are going to be playing, how you are going to be playing AFCON qualifiers, except they are going to now merge AFCON qualifiers and World Cup qualifiers. Which is going to be be muted before anyway. Which has been muted before, which means that you don't have an identity. Your identity, everything about you is tied to the world. So what do you make, or to FIFA rather, what do you make of all of this? What's interesting is that um, my first thought is where does it fit into the entire football calendar? Mm. What happens to the FIFA under 20? What happens to FIFA under 17? Which also comes up twice a year. Uh, I mean, uh, every two years. And also there's a qualifying process. What happens to the Women World, World Cup? Which is four years. I think they wanted to, to do two years too, but those ones have also rejected. Those, those ones so, where do you fit all this in? What's the consideration for the main actors, which is footballers? Nobody seems to be thinking about the adverse effects on the of so many games on these guys. It doesn't even help. There's no developmental process that is completed in two years. Most developmental processes are taught through between three, three to five, five years, years yeah. maybe ten years. So, what kind of development is going to happen to Africa football in that two-year window? I can't see any. And it worries me that people that are saddled with the responsibility of pushing the African agenda Protecting. are so narrow-minded to only look at the potential financial gain. Because all I see is the financial gain. And also, not that we're coming off a pandemic. So mm. even the negotiation stance of commercial it's going to be a bit different. Yeah. Now you're not going to go to your partners and tell them, look, that money you give us every four years, you'll be giving us every two years. Mm. Whilst it gives room to new people to come in, but then you don't want to hurt your existing relationships. You have been there for you. You have been there for, for, for a long time. So the considerations have to be broader and much more far-reaching. There is no development that can happen in a two-year period. Four years, it's just perfect. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Another thing, another annoying thing, but is the fact that these uh, so-called leaders of African football, I, I don't think any one of them actually engaged their local stakeholders in arriving at this decision. I'm not aware, at least in Nigeria, I'm not aware of anything that was done to say, well, this is why we are supporting this initiative. This is these are the benefits it brings for Africa. You mentioned the only benefit I see is every two years you get some money. And I think that's basically even for those countries that qualify. Some African countries will never qualify mm-hmm. for the World Cup, even if they play it every six months. No disrespect to them. So, a situation where you are pandering to FIFA and you don't seem to care about the feelings of your local community, what do you make of that? Neji, look, you, 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 you mentioned Nigeria now. And let, let, let me post something to you about Nigeria that you yourself know very well. Um, I was reading uh, recently that um, the chairman of Aqua United, um, mm. Bombasi, somebody asked him about Ross contract and he said that, look, he's a member of the technical committee and he hasn't seen anything. Uh, he hasn't set his eyes on the contract. So we, we've had complaints in the past of people saying that only one person takes the decisions in the NFF. Whoever that is, I don't know. They'll, be the one that they'll, give, they'll give us the name of the person. But the fact is that 
that I, that no consultation was made with Nigerian board of Nigerian uh, stakeholders is is probably what is repeated across Africa. Maybe, maybe yeah. probably a, a, apart from one or two countries, most people that are that are interested with power in Africa, they see themselves as lord and master. Mm, the arrogance Fact. of authority. The arro- yeah, exactly. They, they, all of them carry the arrogance of authority. They talk down to people. They take decisions and dare you to 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 to, to challenge to them. To a different line. To, uh, and yeah, to 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 to, to a, a different line. And the people following too. Once they are, once they are taken care of, or once they are carried along, mm. and every, anything you say, whatever that means, whatever <laughs> that means, anything you say, just keep going. Mm. And I think it's the same thing that has. That, I think that filtered down from the head, because for me, I, it, look, DG, how can fifty-four nations? See that I agree to something that half of the world or three quarters of the world is saying no to. How can it's almost impossible? So for me, just to rule out that that consult consultation. I think mm. this is what these guys wanted, and like like we always say here, this is is it. All they see is that every two years you get paid because at every World Cup tournament, every head of FA gets up because if, as long as you are you are you are you are, you are member you are sitting on that table, you get something. And mm. so I think they didn't think of every other person. They are thinking of the, they are thinking thinking of, of themselves. And like like Emmy pointed out, if the people you are sitting over, if, if they are not making progress, and you are satisfied, and you are not asking, hey, this thing you are bringing, how mm. does it benefit the people that I'm representing? How does it make sense? You know, if you are not asking that question, of course it's clear. That you're not thinking of them, you're thinking, you're thinking of other things, whether it's yourself or of the person that is bringing the idea to you. And that is, that, that's why it saddens me. Here we are in Africa, Yemi, where we struggle to find hosts for the nation's cup because many countries simply do not have the facilities. Cameroon, they had to be postponed. Um, here we are where uh, this last World Cup qualifier, this ongoing World Cup qualifiers, a lot of countries had to play their yeah. matches in neutral grounds. Because of the death of quality facilities, those are developmental issues, infrastructure. And you would have thought that those are the things that would, you know, concern leaders of football on the continent. Not a World Cup, or you even think about, okay, outside of South Africa, we are hosted the World Cup by maybe a couple of North African countries. How many African countries can actually host a, a, a 16, 24 nation tournament that will require four to six stadia effectively? I would have thought those should have been their major considerations, not a situation where, because here we are in Nigeria. I mean, like we keep saying, we have been to the six of the last seven World Cups. I don't see any trickle-down effects of all on the local continent. And these problems, you can replicate it across a lot of places in Africa. So, another consideration is this um, CAF Super League. You know, on one hand, you castigated the countries and the clubs in Europe that tried to do it. But if you say it was going to affect or kill football in Europe, that is already pyramid pyramid in Europe, that's already well established. And you come and think it would benefit the pyramid in Africa that has structural defects. I don't see the sense in that. I I don't as well. Um, You ask yourself, um, what is the place of those teams that are quote unquote giant killers that have the opportunity of knocking out mm. maybe Mamalodi Sundown or Anali 
It happens once in a while. But what is the place of such teams? The element in, of surprise in football. Yeah, what happens to that? What happens to the element of surprise, competition, those people being able to aspire to bigger and better things? Unfortunately, we have a set of people who are, you know, probably living in a bubble. I don't realize that even the competitions that they oversee has strongly troubled. Mm. Talk about Calf Confederations Cup. Eva couldn't play Alitia because of political wranglings and what have you in 2021. And we are thinking that if you transition to an African Super League, it will miraculously Care of all, all the, the madness that happens within the African territory that we are well, you know, that are well documented. So it, 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 it reeks of wishful thinking. Thinking that, oh, it just the same way we move from African club, club of champions, like it was called in the early days and supposedly transition to African Cal- 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 champions, champions League. Mm-hmm. Thinking always, that always that name co- always copy. Uh, like the name change would uh, change something and <laughs> nothing has changed. Yeah. We think that, oh, that would change things of I now we want to move to Africa Super League, thinking that would also miraculously change. And, no. and also, also remember that we are thinking of copying the European uh, uh, Nations uh, yeah, League. Mm-hmm. All these tournaments, mm-hmm. how and where are you going to feed them into a year for crying out now? How? And note that this, these are African countries, this is, these are, these are teams that also even struggle to attend matches. Exactly, the, the logistics. <laughs> because of the logistics of connecting flights across Africa. Every year you hear teams say, we can't play Cal Champions League, even at the preliminary round, because the public can't afford to go. Well, maybe because they say that the teams are from... Yeah, nine, teams. There's a, there's a nine teams are from South Africa, I think Egypt, uh, Egypt and Morocco. Yeah. And then the remaining the 11. The remaining 11 from... Countries over. So, a team from... Uh, uh, Eswatini, with all due respect to them, or Comoros, they will compete among those out to get to the level. Oh yes. oh, yes. So how do they get there? There's a qualification, but these are teams that they find it difficult to even pay their way to attend some of these matches. You should be thinking about ensuring that that pyramid gets better, money trickles down to everywhere, not creating a competition that you are going to be quite elitist, there's there are stories that even to f- enter that league, they have to pay. There's a contribution you have to make, you know. So it, it does, it does also speak well. As we round this up, um, but the African football needs. I can see that the mentality now is similar to what is happening in Nigerian football, and the actors are the same. How do I mean? In Nigeria, it's all about. Super Eagles. Super Eagles. So at CAF level, it's all about that national team, World Cup, FIFA events. FIFA events. They're not even thinking. And this FIFA that you are pandering to, let's end on with this. This FIFA you are pandering to, the African Nations Cup is from the fourth, from the ninth to the sixth, sorry, from, yes, from the ninth yeah. to the sixth of February. FIFA Club World Cup, FIFA Club World Cup, um, was supposed to be hosted in Japan. Japan, um, pulled out because of COVID and all that. And what does FIFA do? They put the, uh, Cup World Cup first week in February to coincide with the closing stages of the, 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 the Nations, Nations, Nations uh, of AFCON. AFCON, yeah. 
you know, totally disrespecting your own competition. So if a team like Al Ali or if a team like Egypt gets to the latter stages of which is very plausible of AFCON, what's gonna to happen to the Al Ali players who are in the Egyptian national team when they are club? So already you, you want their club to go and play a competition, maybe their best players are somewhere else. You know? So these little things show that, you know, what does it say of our leaders? You are supposed to be leaders of football on the African continent. You're supposed to protect football, grow football on this continent. I can't, you know, it's, it's ridiculous where they are pandering to FIFA and, you know, it's like bootlicking. I don't want to use the other three letter <laughs> word that ends with SS. You know, it's ridiculous. It is, DG. Um, when, um, the manager of Liverpool said, um, Sarkasic or, mm. uh, that, that's, um, the is a little tournament. Little tournament. And there was uproar across social media. Well, now that FIFA have, you know, you know, the thing is that a lot of people, this, this, um, this, um, interchanging or interlocking of fixtures mm. between Nations Cup and FIFA World Cup and, and how it affects Adlali. A lot of people are, they are missing it. Mm. Like you said, it is massive disrespect. It's massive, massive, massive gout of hair. It's, it's, it's a, we are not important. It's, that mm. is the underlying. Now they are saying, hey, we don't it's care. Exactly. We don't care what to do with yourself because they will never do that to any, even Asia. They won't do it. They will never, they will never let a FIFA event cross Asian. For, don't even know, let's go to Europe. Those of us will put their foot down and scatter the table. <laughs> so let, let's leave, leave, leave Europe out of it. They won't do it to, 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 to the Asian convolution. They won't do it to the, to to South, the America. South America, America convolution. And I think this is what CAF should be standing against. against. Because Whoever it is that leads FIFA is going to need your votes to get elected. And nobody, I can't, I can't recall any CAF leader talking against this. Nobody, fixture. nobody has said and anything. So, so what? What seems that your votes you, is guaranteed there because it's been well. I don't know. Maybe sold. Maybe maybe something whatever. has been promised. Definitely, <sighs> something has been promised. So on that note, we leave this boy dovetails into our own um, our next topic. Um, there have been rumors. There have been tales by moonlight. There have been <laughs> insinuations that uh, the current president of Nigerian Football Federation, um, Amadou Penik, who, is, who, is serving, who is serving two terms. That's a, I know him as president. No, of no, 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 no. member of FIFA. Yes, member I'm, FIFA, I'm not put that one now. Member of FIFA Council. <laughs> and FIFA Executive Council. FIFA Executive Committee Thank you very member. much. Thank you very much. And the vice president, is he vice president of CAF? Thank I don't know about much. that one. Thank you very much. <laughs> that um, his two terms are up, I think, next year. And there have been a lot of rumors, a lot of insinuations that he's gunning for a third term. Technically and legally, nothing says he cannot go for a third term. So let, let's clear that. Um, morally, why he should go for a third term, I don't understand. So, so let's do it this way. Okay. He wants a third term, assuming because he hasn't come out to say it himself. Let's put that proviso. It's just rumors and tales and insinuations by people. So, let me start with Jamie. I can almost say, I can almost say what for what Jamie will say. <laughs> <laughs> Has it done enough in seven and a half years of running Nigerian football to say, okay, this guy has done enough. He has put us on a particular path and well, maybe another four years is good for Nigerian football for him to continue. 
Ah, I have not bothered to start on this one, but it's fine. Um, let, let me look at it this way. Um, max of uh, 10. Sorry? Max of 1 to 10. Sponsorship and commercial viability. Maybe 7. Eh? Of what? You are talking... Oh, wait, I'm, I'm going somewhere. Eh? No, wait, eh? no, no wait, somewhere. wait, let's get something clear. I'm eh? going somewhere. He's the president of Nigerian football. Wait, now. Not Super Eagles. Arrive, arrive. Let him arrive. Let him arrive. Marketing accountability, seven. Note, the seven is Super Eagles. Only. I have to divide it because as far as they're concerned, it's divided. Okay, no, so, okay, it's look. Sorry to to to, to <laughs> buzz in here. Then let us do it like this. We are going to have rigid. If it goes to seven, what, what about the others over ten? Zero. Uh, so now we be another three and a half. Move on. <laughs> so other teams, other national teams, competition zero. Preparations for competitions five. Media handling zero. Hmm? Yes. Some people will fight you for that. Zero. Let's leave that. Zero. Uh Relationship players, three. <laughs> why do I say three? I don't know see why an NFF president would be all over the place taking mm. pictures with players, mm. visiting their homes. I do not see any reason why after a football match, whether win or lose, an NFF president is addressing the players and that video goes is out. made public mm. and comes via. So I'll just say three over ten. Um, choice of match venues. Because of the madness that goes, you're not, not even knowing where the national team will play. Three over ten. Performance at age great competitions that we used to do pretty well in. In seven and a half years, we probably had our worst run on our Maju Pinnick. So probably two over ten. We failed to qualify for many tournaments. Yes, we won, uh, under 17 under him, which I mean, I think 2015. So, uh, what else? Um, how f- where we've had comparative advantage amongst African countries, which is women's football. Under his watch, we've completely taken a nose dive, and we're far, far lagging behind the rest of Africa. Morocco has caught up, South Africa has caught up, and we can go on and on. League, league and football development zero. Let me hold to them, buddy. Let's get back to basics now. What is the job of a football federation president? What is his primary assignment? assignment. Oh, in your own, in your own view, in your own understanding, what is the primary assignment of somebody who is the president of football in a particular country? The, the first job is to ensure that there is football development across all boards, across board. Mm-hmm. That's his first job. To ensure that, hey, we took we took our football at youth level from point A to point B. The second is to see development at the grassroots level, both stadia and human resources. So that there is, there is movement, there is progress. And to ensure, if not, if not develop, if there's need to develop, develop, if, if there's need to maintain, maintain the existing structure of the organization that he, he met 
when it meets, when it gets there, to ensure that, to either ensure that it develops, gets better, logistic and everything, or to maintain if it's working well, to ensure that there's no, there's no lack when it's leaving. And then, of course, to ensure that the national team makes as much progress as possible. Now, I didn't say qualify for any measures. I said progress because, hey. We have been qualifying before. Exactly. <laughs> so, ensure that th- that progress is maintained. But if that will not happen, let there be something that, that has happened in the background. Because, hey, look at South Africa. I'm using South, South Africa as, as an example because it's, they, they seem to be the shining light right now. Leave, let's leave out the North Africans. If, even they themselves can come into play. When these nations don't, don't go to the World Cup, the domestic football is growing in leaps and bounds, bounds. And nobody makes any noise about it because they can see development, that progress. They, they can see progress. So ensure that there is continuous progress. I think that is the broad view of that, that is the broad view, broad view of view, view of it. And where like um, like uh, uh, Yemi has outlined by breaking it into segments, on that I haven't seen what look, even when Amadou was campaigning for his FIFA seat. I wrote an article halfway. What has Amadou done for Nigerian football that makes him th- that makes him think he qualifies to sit at the FIFA table? Because when you when, when you are aspiring for a higher office, you must have been. You first look back and achieve, say, okay, you, know, yeah, you know what? I've done this much here. I want to step up. What is he using as a footstool mm. to say? I know he talks a lot in social uh, uh, on, on, on in, in social media. I've done. That's why when you mentioned sponsorship, I, well, both of us are vocal. Those things when he said, was like, oh, you know what? We are going to bring in money. We will make, we will make that in four, three years will be self-sufficient. In case you are forgetting that soundbite. <laughs> now, this is seven years. They are still not self-sufficient. And those sponsorship, so, sponsorship vi- they, they have it, turned out to be... It's 5%. He said that it's 5%. It's, it's 5%. 5%. That's what we're hearing uh-huh. now. Now... They say they're 85%. Yes, That's it's what they're it's saying now. It's 90. No, it's I the last one, last one I heard. The last one I heard at the signing with the communications company, I was there physically. It was 85%. 85%. Yeah, but after that, um, and so maybe it has progressed to 90. No, I don't know. At the NFF awards, he said 90%. Okay, maybe I've okay, So, so it has, they have progressed. Yes. And yet, we are still owing player bonuses both women and men. Mm. We are still owing coaches who dare not say a word. At least I know of Nigerian coaches. Big soccer players. Big soccer players are still being owed till date. Note that the team has been disbanded. And there are unconfirmed stories that even staff at the NFF have been owed, owed multiple month salaries. But I don't have a confirmation of that. But the stories are out there. Yemi, um, while Buddy was talking, I've tried to you know, run back, run my mind back to the last few years. What can you see as progress in Nigerian football in the last seven years? Because, you know, I'm trying to be fair here. Yeah. I mean, le- 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 we can't say everything is all negative. What? But I've really honestly tried <laughs> and maybe I'm biased, I don't know, but I can't find anything I would say is in this area, we are progressing. Because you see, all these sponsorships, they happen whenever we're going to the World Cup yeah, or Nations Cup. Sponsors fall over themselves. Yeah. That happens. So I honestly don't see that as an achievement. Yeah. Because the sponsors trying to latch on to success, True. to I mean, promote their brands, 
which happens. You know, the what I would regard as success is if the team fails to qualify for a major tournament and the sponsors still come, then I'll know that you have built the brand in such a way. Like Bode said, there's some countries that don't go to the World Cup. You can still see progress in their local football. So, is it local football? Is it the league? Is it... I'm struggling very hard. Maybe there's it's something. Actually, it's actually very true. It's like when the chicken is... You know, trying to dig the ground. You know that he really can't dig deep. Mm. You know? That's how hard it is to find. I'm trying to be fair here. But I really cannot think I, of I can't. anything. Because... Maybe, but they, can you help us? Let's look at it. Hold on, let's look at it. In seven and a half years, I think we've probably had our worst run on the continent in club football. Mm. Because mm. aside from Imba, they are the only thing that probably makes it into the group stages. And note, that group stage is Confederations Cup. I can't remember the last time we got into the group stage of the Champions League. That's for one, it's a huge indictment on his time as president. So I can't find one thing. I'm, I'm really <laughs> look, and, and, and this, this, look, listen, listen, if you are, if you are, if you are, um, if you are someone that wants to be taken seriously, this is, this is what should have given you before you came on board. Aba had won Cup Champions League. Nigerian teams had played in the finals of the Cup Champions, uh, of the Cup, yeah. whatever it was called before. And so if a first year, second year, what is wrong? What is wrong with my, my constituency that we go to the World Cup every time and we don't have teams that can. In fact, look, for me, one of the greatest indictments of, of Amadou Kenny was him openly saying that, hey, the coach is, the coach is supposed to pick the best players and there are no players in the Nigerian league. You should not be saying it. Yeah. You should not. You should consider that, ah, how can I not how find can, yeah. from here? How can I not? That there is a competition for home-based players and we have not won it. And you are not fed up. You know what? Under my watch, we are going to win it. And then, and you know, you can't, it's not based on win it. You have to, you have to, you, you can't, you can't, there's no shortcut. No. You have to develop. Okay, even if I win it, that's what seems to be challenging. And note, note, very, very, note, Libya. Libya. <laughs> One that competition. Mm. Without a league, a functional league at that time. At the time they won. So. <laughs> no, because um I've had one or two friends tell me that maybe I have something personal against some of these guys, especially football and basketball, which we tend to talk about here. And you know, my my retort to that person was go beyond think even even the super eagles. Even the super eagles. What have we achieved in seven and a half years? Yes, we've been to the World Cup. We've not gotten to the knockout stage like we have done before. Yeah. We've not won the Nations Cup that we have done before. So even if you look at the Super Eagles that they're so fixated on, where's the progress? Maybe except in January they win the Nations Cup or they go to the World Cup next year and get to the quarterfinals. Then you say, because yeah. as far as I'm concerned, for you to say, yeah, I've been successful, I want to continue, you've able to, you have to be able to point to us, these are my achievements. This is the direction we're going and this is why I want to continue. And I struggle I can't see it. I honestly can't. You know, like somebody told me that probably the continuation is because um, if you are in those car FIFA, you must have a leg to stand on here. 
as in you must be a a member of uh, I, I'm, 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 I'm not sure I know for sure. we go until until the tenure ends if that tenure ends if your first tenure ends you must be it's just like they do locally that you must be you must belong to the FA in a state before you can contest I think that you must be something in your country's FA before you can be on FIFA not really I, I don't know sure. I don't remember Saddam held that post that big okay, okay. okay. Yeah, so yeah. maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong maybe I'm wrong on that but you know so for me, Yemi always makes one statement that uh, more um, if you do well, um, oh, um, <laughs> please remind me of your <laughs> the, the reward the for, for for success is more, is work, more, is work, more work, more hard work. So in that case, please, gentlemen, where's the success no, of no, Nigerian football? Maybe, no, maybe in seven maybe, and a half maybe, years. Maybe that's not the one you should look at. Too. Uh, a famous politician that I know, but that I won't name, did say that uh, if the child fails the <laughs> class, let's him want to <laughs> repeat. 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 He repeat the class. So maybe he wants to repeat. <laughs> <laughs> no, because jokes apart now, guys. <laughs> I remember that statement. Uh, jokes apart. Jokes apart. Because honestly, oh since we picked this topic, I've been racking my brain. I've been trying to be fair, see, to balance it, to say, in this area, these guys did this, they did that, they did that. We talk about governance. Yemi says it's been years since they published. But you know something. So, I mean, let's find something to balance oh, wait, this. Wait, wait. Before you look for something to balance it, <laughs> let, 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 let me put this out there. Hmm. Remember also that I always say here that until it is confirmed, there is just rumors. Yes, I said that I, at the start. I, I, mm. I remember that Amadou himself had said categorically that I am not interested in Tottenham. I'm not even a Tottenham. I'm gone at the end of my second. He did. He has said it. So, or maybe some people now begging, which is what usually happens. Yeah, <laughs> I was compelled. Be, they I was beg, compelled. They would beg him, and he would reluctantly say yes. My unless, people have spoken. Unless that happens, and the, the voice of the people. In the voice of God. <laughs> unless, uh, unless I'm so uh, uh, right now, I'm thinking maybe we just we just wasted our breath thinking about something that should not happen. Okay, no, but we, what we just tried to do is to say, in case it's happened, can we make a case for it? No, but at That's the same what time, what, it, what what it also says is a huge indictment to those who pushed him to CAF and to FIFA, because like what I said, was he pushed? No, but he, he, people he, voted for him. Oh, that, okay. People that voted for yeah, him. He yeah. So, on there, what so. basis did he base? Did he shut his manifesto? Is it the same calf that we don't know on what basis they voted? Uh, 54 so zero. Ah, is it 54 zero? On that process, mm. on the process that elevates you, you know, through those ranks. It's a huge indictment on that process. Well, whether it's true or not, we wish him all the best for the future. No, time will tell. <laughs> but, uh, time will tell. And, and, and if, if and when the announcement comes out, we will revisit the topic. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, on the question of fairness, um, the arbiters of the game, reference, have been under fire for a while. You know, when VAR came into existence last season, a lot of people thought it was going to lead to less controversy more correct decisions and all of that. It does seem as if VAR has even compounded the controversies. 
And one thing you have to say about football is when it comes to decisions by referees, football fans and administrators always blinkered in their view. Something that is a clear foul will not be a foul if it doesn't favor a particular team. They will argue it. You'll see normally reasonable people saying, how is that a foul? Exactly. And you wonder. Villa's goal against, that's good. That was a foul. <laughs> that was a goal against Leicester. That was, wasn't a foul. And, you know, and people always have this, there are no gray areas. <laughs> people are always for or against. You know, so, we cannot take fans and administrators seriously. But two incidents underline our final topic for today. Ghana against South Africa. Final round of the group stage of World Cup qualifiers. Ghana needed a victory at home. They got it. South Africa raised all kinds of issues about the referee. They even imputed or um, said something about the referee uh, not being fair or the referee was um, compromised and all of that. Somebody went from Ghana to Senegal and all of that. Well, I will indict FIFA. I mean, I said FIFA, calf on that because why, why are you bringing a Senegalese referee yeah. to refer a Ghana-South Africa game? Yeah. You could have bought somebody so from, from North, North Africa. Africa. Or you know, because Africa. Senegal, Ghana, Abusa, West African countries. So, you have to, the, 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 the principle of fair play. So that's an indictment on whoever chose the match officials. But eventually FIFA threw that case out. I think probably because they didn't want to say a lot of people. A bad president. Uh, well, uh, or they didn't want to, or South Africa didn't prove their case and all of that. Another one happened this weekend, De Classica in Germany. Bayern Munich, Dortmund. Bayern Munich won the game by a penalty, scored by Lewandowski. Jude Bellingham, the English midfielder for Dortmund, came out to say the referee for that game was indicted for match fixing in 2005. Why would they bring that kind of referee? Corrupted officials come and refer them like that. What did you expect? Which is a direct indictment on that player. And we hear now that he's got, he's been investigated and all of that. So he might get into some kind of trouble, maybe a fine or something. But it just puts the uh, focus on referees. But we know it's a thankless job and really fans and administrators don't help them. But how, what can we do to eliminate or at least reduce to the barest minimum these people throwing tantrums when decisions don't go their way and, you know, feeling all cool and dandy when it does go their way. But first off, I have watched that incident over and again. And I'm Which wondering, one? The Ghana South okay. Africa, and I'm wondering where the referee saw a penalty. Mm. Now, to be fair, I was watching replays. Okay. He was looking at it real, real time. time. So it's possible it could have. There was no VR. Those are the issues. I, I, I'm, I'm, those are the issues that CAF should be I'm, concerned about. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going there because, <laughs> okay. it, because it concerns us directly. Yes. That's, I'm, I'm in Nigeria. If maybe if the, if, if the referee had had the, the, benefit. Um, the benefit of a second look via VR, mm. if the South African coach, if there's VR and the South African coach has said, look, let us review, as we do in basketball, let us review, I'm not sure whether they do it in football, mm. let us review, re- review this. Maybe we won't be having this conversation. Having said that, DG, I think the only way to eliminate this is to ensure that for at least there should be one stadium in every nation. Uh-huh. And, and I think this, these are the things that I think CAF should be looking at now. Yeah. Because it helps in your drive for sponsorship yeah. when it is clear that you'll be fair and people will be entertained. Sponsors will show up. Mm. But when it is not clear that you'll be fair and people are going to be grumbling, nobody wants to get, have their names 
their names in that conversation. Malign. Uh, Malign. So sometimes in African football, that's why till tomorrow, every time we talk about African football not having sponsorships, sponsorships and, and all that, these are the things that I think affects mm. because most of the money that is that sponsorship comes from international bodies, and these are people who live and die by their by, by their reputations. That's what they sell. That that's the currency that 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 that, that, that they use. And so, when they look at the going going ons, we we, are, we just talked about him by now. It's all gamesmanship. Everything is game, game, gamesmanship. And remember last year, I think um, uh, this team from, I think Simba of Tanzania. Yeah. Every team that faced that faced them in the, in the CAF Convention Cup, all of them had had their no mostly COVID issues. The best players of your team they just suddenly developed COVID, and and they can't play. I think it happened to the Super Eagles too when we wanted to go and play. Yeah. So was it Republic that suddenly in in Africa in Africa gamesmanship is rife, and sponsors sponsors are weary. So I can't, they've got that's one of the things I think CAF should, fo- should focus on. In fact, d- during the same issue, somebody said, "Look, instead of letting these teams and their doctors do, let a neutral body, a neutral yeah. body run these tests." Because I mean, on the question of neutrality, I have a suggestion. It's a bit far fetched. We know there are these issues. I just complain. I, I blame CAF for having a Senegalese referee oh, for a Ghana South Africa game. I don't think that was balanced enough. Probably a North African referee. But, but what do you say to a suggestion that even an Asian? Yeah, I was going to come because, to that. Because that, what that, do you say that, that, that in that Africa? A, that was a key time. Yes. It was, it was like one of seven wins. In Africa, price. look, why don't you say with this, okay, now, CAF are insisting on a number of things for the last round of qualifiers because there's so much at stake. That, 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 that's why I said it's it, it, it comes come back to us. Yeah. You know, they are saying that the stadium that will host must have yeah. What do you even say to, okay, because of these biases, the match is going to come up on a Saturday. On a Friday night, you fly in referees from Konkaka. You meet those referees for the first time at the pre-match meeting. For fairness. And everybody knows that this referee is not from anywhere in Africa. To ensure fairness, some people have suggested that. That if you bring the referee from any part of the continent, once the decision goes, they will still complain. Even though they can still complain about these referees. But you do know that he really doesn't have a stake. Yep. Like you said, you bring two Asian men to come and refer Nigeria against maybe we meet uh, Mali in the final round. You're not likely to say this man has or maybe he's a South African because Nigerians can say if he's South Africa because we beat South Africa in one competition oh, 10 years no, ago. No, no, <laughs> but that is true. Yes. That can happen. You know, so what do you say to that? Should Africa consider having referees from another confederation entirely Come and refer games, and it's just to firm up the fairness yeah, I think issue. Yeah, we, we've had it before. Right? No, it's, it's before. I think before. Like Nations Cup. Nations Cup. Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. They had the reference from Europe and I think yeah. Asia. Yes. So. For, 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 the, for the latter stages. Yeah. It's happened before. Yeah. Okay. I think so that, why not? Done that before. Um, I just don't know how well they will handle the logistics, and you know, is human beings that still going to handle this? So how? Are we no, because sure we, that we, the, what happens is that yeah, I mean, what happens is that people know the referees well ahead. Yeah, I mean, and it, let's be honest. And we've heard stories. We've heard in Nigeria, we've heard stories that they call tactical. Oh, yes. We've heard stories <laughs> of people going to see, because like South Africa said, a Ghanaian official went to Senegal before the game because the referee was known. But if you do not know the referee, you are not likely to be able to yeah, have any kind of influence. Yeah, he is, but the, 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 yeah, I mean, the, risk, the risk goes from 90% to 
to 15, mm-hmm. 20. Yeah, okay. yes. Because if, 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 for instance, you bring a, you bring a, a Japanese referee to, who probably doesn't even speak English. No, even if, even if, even if, even if he speaks English, you are not sure if you approach him, FIFA will not hear about it. Yes. And so you are very, you are very, very cautious. For instance, I remember, um, was it FIFA United? Who? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, in Lagos. In Lagos. Ah. That the referee said, hey, somebody brought me money. Yes. And Nigerians were first saying, no, actually, we don't know the person that gave you money. The answer that you don't know if the referee will And you, you won't try it. And you will not. Even if, 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 if you are going to try it. Mm. The man that will call and then we will take a picture of him and say, they are trying to bribe me. And they dis- disqualify you. Yes. So, the, so the, 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 odds, the odds of it happening reduces considerably. No, because, um, and it, it's, the Janif calf can fly people to, to walk up three of times. <laughs> they travel to fly, fly refuse to Africa. No, it's, it's okay. It's, 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 it's No, sad. we're talking about, we have the five rounds, five matches. Yeah, just five so matches. So you need 20 referees, I mean, three, two match officials. Uh, I think it's four, four, four officials per game. So we're talking about 20, 20. Then if you are doing the, uh, mm. that's additional officials. Additional, yeah, yeah. Five or six. Factor in the money. Look. Every nation that qualifies for the World Cup, they get paid. You don't from source. You don't from source. <laughs> for fairness. For fairness. No, because, you know, it's gotten to a stage where, um, you know, and then even referees, some referees. Okay, how do you also say to the um, Jude Bellingham's case? Why should that referee, you know who has been found guilty of corruption, be returned to refer matches? You know Why? what I'm about that particular case is that yes. the guy, I think, Felix Nathan, Newa, Mia, or whatever, I, I can't pronounce it, it German now. That matter was actually kept secret. Mm. It was sealed. So it was until a newspaper leaked the story mm. that the world knew that the guy had actually been involved in matrix because oh, he actually really? confessed to the German FA that, oh, there was a game. So in, should that kind of person be ever returned to anywhere near talk football. Talk less of a game like that. See, talk less of a top game like that. So, classica. so the thing ha. is that football associations over time have been accused of trying to keep things like this because they're trying to maintain, maintain the integrity, integrity of the yes, game. Of their, of, their, of their sport. the stakes are too high. Hold yeah. on. Hold on. Please see. Sorry, you continue. If you're trying to maintain integrity, then you have zero tolerance. You don't yeah, bring exa- people exactly. that have been tainted back. Uh, yes. You don't. You if, don't. If a man has been Once tainted, out, you don't bring out. Back. You don't have enough referees or what? <laughs> so the stakes are too high for you to be seen to take such decisions. Now, I believe the reason why the problem was because he was one that actually approached the FA to say, oh, so-so referee, when we worked with him more as an assistant, he told us to do so, I think it's 500 euros or some, some crazy amount. 500 make, euros. Yeah. Not 500,000. No, 500 euros. Like, so stuff like Something like that. Wow. So, <laughs> this was Bundesliga too, by the way. Now, I believe that at the stage they were in, let's, let's admit that mistakes have been made. There needs to be zero tolerance at this point. You mess up, you get kicked out. Mm. Um, just like the way players, when you get a yellow card, accumulated yellow cards, you get a red card, you get suspended. That also needs to be transitioned into the refereeing system as well. What they do in England is, if you don't do well in the Premier League, they demote you to League 2. League two. <laughs> go, go and learn more. <laughs> <laughs> or the Championship or National League. But it's shown that 
really. But you see, but, no, hold on. But, but you see, that's one. It is not on integrity. It's on it's on um, performance. Pa- it's performance. On performance. Yes, that performance. Not, you, you don't. You, 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 are, you are not good enough yet. Not that whole. You got to take him bright. Bringing this home ah. is scary. Bringing this home. Because for years, oh. for decades, <laughs> we know what the talk is about the referees, and we've seen some horrendous <laughs> decisions. And um, you know, so um, I don't even know whether it's possible for us because uh, even the referees that are here, we hear they've not been paid. So how do we import <laughs> referees? How do we import referees from anywhere? So it's a difficult situation, and I think fans and administrators make a difficult job doubly difficult oh, yes. by our antics. Buddy? Ah, yes, they do. Because there is um because there's a gap. Mm. There's a gap. Uh, look, I'm going to speak Yoruba here. Mm. <laughs> and you translate. I will translate this. Mm-hmm. If there's a hole in the wall, Eliza will not find anywhere to creep into. Mm. That that gap is there. That hole is there, and so they just they just they, they just especially in a place where everything rises and falls on results. Mm. Yeah, and it is get results at all costs because it is also political. Yeah, and so the pressure of getting these results at all costs and the gap that has been created mm. by the, the lack of logistics mm-hmm. from the administrators means that talking corrupt- about Nigerian football, yes, co- means that corruption will fester. Yes, look, and anywhere in the world. One Actually, it's anywhere in the world. Once there's a gap anywhere in the world, let, let, it's not even local. Yeah. It's, it's, it's world, if, it's once there's a gap, because it's, we are human beings, human beings will take advantage of anywhere there's a gap there's across a any industry. Once mm-hmm. there's a vacuum, some, something will fill it. It's as simple as that. Yeah, but also, like you mentioned, fans and citizens also need to get rid of that entitlement mentality and thinking that you deserve every decision or that every decision has to come Oh, yeah, I mean, the amazing thing about that is, look, you see a clip. You know, it's happened before. You see a clip. Maybe you are a fan of one team, I'm a fan of another team. People find, you see a clip, and it's obvious from that clip. I don't understand how people will see something different <laughs> because it's, it's against their team. It's a different, you differ on opinion. <laughs> you understand? Because you see, you see what you want to see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the, the blinkered view is that, no, that's not a foul. And the person will stick to it, and it becomes a situation where, you must find a reason that to, to malign that referee or malign <laughs> and then all kinds of conspiracy theories will come through and all of that and all of that. So, it, it, I think fans and administrators are not ready. Especially in a country like ours where if you're playing at home, any slight tumble in the box, yeah, they expect it to be, be a penalty. penalty. And even if the goal is one mile offside, they expect it to be given. <laughs> and then if for any reason, the away team and runs that tumble in the box. Okay, wait. <laughs> you said tumble in the box. Tumble anywhere around the box. <laughs> <laughs> and a case where you see uh, teams playing 98, 99, oh, 100 yes. minutes oh, that's until the goal is scored. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's, it's really... But back to the larger picture um, across the world, because even at the highest level at the World Cup, all kinds of things are said. Mm-hmm. People complain. So... um. Can we move into an era of electronic refereeing? Oh, well, we're almost getting Is there. that possible? Um, Whereby it's FIFA only... Cup, mm, they are testing semi-automated uh, offside. Offside, yes. So, we're, we're so you can't argue although, with the offside call. Although, 
It's human beings. human beings. What visual VAR showed us is that uh, with those lines, with the, it, 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 it depends on how thick those it, lines it, are. It, sometimes <laughs> technology fails. Remember Villa last last season? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All across yeah, the line. Yeah, yeah. the line. Last man said, if the ball crosses the line, I'll get a beep. Yeah. I'll, I'll get a buzz on his but sleeve. Then, but the then the thing fails. The, exactly. The, the, the view are, of the, the video. So we need the ball cross the line. <laughs> but because everything didn't I'm, get I'm, the ball. And by the way, that's why we have come Villa State up. That's why okay, the State up. I'm not even going to do that. I'm not even this morning. Because Villa State up, on account of that extra point again, so I think the game ended goalless or something. Yeah, like that. Mm, the first so, game after if, if, after if, if, if they have scored, if they have scored, we have beaten them. Uh, okay, yes. we'll have come back. We'll have come back. <laughs> okay, let, let, let's round this up. Now, what are the solutions? What solutions can we prefer for this uh, refereeing issue across board? I think one of the things, solutions. I think one of the things we need to do is there should be better training. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm coming closer home now, especially for that. I always ask anybody that is involved in any competition and they have reference, I always ask that, look, for your competition, for the integrity of your competition, you need to invest in training. You need to invest in training as much as possible because these guys, how they get trained, how they get refreshed, yep. you know, they're not updated. Sometimes mm-hmm. we watch our MPFL and you see some off-cycles and you're like, ah, how is that offside? You know, so, there should be better training. Better regulation, regulation in the sense that when the when the match official messes up, mm. there's stitch up and out yeah. to punish that. Uh, that what are your final thoughts? Thirty seconds. I, I, I think it's, it's all about integrity. The gym. Mm. When 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 there's integrity, even when the referee is wrong, you feel it's a mistake. But yeah. because there's still integrity, that that's why people people go overboard and think, oh, he has been paid and all of that. You remember referee Nemo when he was in, uh, a referee, that, that light skinned guy in the Nigerian league. You know, mm. He used mm. to get referees. Teams want him. On their, come to come and handle, handle their way matches. Yeah, they, I remember. They, I remember they, they that never wanted, they... wanted him for their whole matches <laughs> because they know that once the name is there, you, you are going to get fair calls. Mm-hmm. So it's a question of integrity. It's integrity. It comes it's a question integrity. of fairness and objectivity. Um, but the refereeing issue across the world of football is becoming a major, major bottleneck. Everybody feels cheated. And um, imagine if last night uh, Everton hadn't won the game. Oh yeah, against Arsenal. Uh, those even though Vieira showed us that they were slightly offside, <laughs> but they would have still felt cheated. Oh yeah, because they felt ah, they scored two goals. How can you say both goals are offside? Eventually, they scored the third, third time lucky and they won the game. And so, it's a very very tough balancing act. But what fans and uh, administrators need to know is that already the referee's job is difficult. Oh yeah, we should try not to make it doubly doubly difficult by our antics. On the pitch. On that note, we end for 360 podcast for the week. And many thanks for always joining us and downloading and listening. We appreciate you. And next week, another episode will drop as we move closer to the end of season two. Sports 360 pod on Instagram is where you can catch us. We'll see you again next week. Bye bye.